Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7, 1450 AM, WOB Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington, broadcasting from the Yoakum Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOB Studio. Our next guest, we have Emily Bunyan from the Knox County Public Library. Good morning. Good morning, TGIF. Yeah, it's book sale day. Book sale is happening today. Okay, and it goes until what time? It goes till 4 p.m. Okay, a lot yes. of books. Hundreds. I was there yesterday when they were setting up. We have hundreds of books. We have some wonderful children's books. We don't talk a lot about the children's books. We yeah. always, we always well, focus in on adults. But Yeah. Well, those are really in demand. People ask about those all the time when they call about the book sale. They want to know if we have any cookbooks or children's books. <laughs> <laughs> and we have lots of children's books this time. Okay. They're in great condition. Lots of um, good picture books with great illustrations. And we have lots of fiction titles and nonfiction. Hundreds of great books in great condition. Good, good. So go get yourself a good book. Get your little Stop ones a good by. book. Yeah. yeah, and it's air conditioned there. <laughs> <laughs> It'll feel nice and cool. Always got to get that in, that plug in, without a doubt. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's move on. Uh, I know that... Um, School starts in a couple of weeks, so really, your summer reading program, how would you describe it this year? It was popular. It was uh, just um, a happy time in the library. Busy, lots of people checking out books, which I love to see. Uh-huh. All right, and I mean, that's the thing is, this pro- program is set up for a lot of reasons, but it's really trying to develop a relationship between the child and a book. And to read for pleasure. To In the summer, they can read whatever they want to read. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting back into school, yeah. and it'll be signed reading. Mm-hmm. But it's the reason you read it, though. There's a reason why you have to learn it in school. Yeah, yeah. You keep your reading skills sharp over the summer. Right, right. And then you're ready to start back to school. Yeah. Um, you love to read, and you can uh, read the things that you need to read for school, and then you can have fun reading the things that you choose to read I when mean, you have time. Yep. I consider the summer as the summer the dinosaurs came. Exactly, of the dino invasion. I think that's how we'll remember it, because we had two dino invasions. The first one was so popular that we scheduled a second one, and that was in Adams Coliseum. So we didn't need to require registration because that will hold 5,000 people. We had, our count was 650, which was the biggest crowd we've ever had for a library program. Mm -hmm. There's something about dinosaurs. I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, there's something so intriguing. And these look lifelike. Mm-hmm. They're so real. Yeah. Now, we're talking dinosaurs, not the Barney dinosaur times. <laughs> Although, there's nothing wrong with Barney. I yeah. I this is not a cartoon dinosaur. No. No. This is the real thing. This is this is what looks real. They've patterned it after real dinosaurs. Well, I would be curious to find out if somebody who came to the event, maybe they don't didn't like dinosaurs but after being there they do now they were intrigued yeah that's the thing with library programs you want people to to spark an interest Mm -hmm. like a young girl who came to a harp program when she was 10 years old and now she's a harpist with the philadelphia orchestra so you never know when you're going to spark an interest in someone that's right right that's why we do these things um the dinosaurs what were they based out of evansville okay yeah it's a school teacher who's off for the summer and her son and some friends who do this. They go to libraries all over the region and museums and, and other 
non-profit organizations oh, to okay. do their show. Yeah, they do this every summer. Wow. See, they were at our library for the first time last summer, and this is the first year for it, them to uh, uh, come twice. And I don't know if they went to any other library <laughs> twice. <laughs> well, ours may be the only one. Well, all the... Um, uh, I would think it, it's a pretty simple process, isn't it? Just get the costumes and come? Yeah, they make it look simple. Yeah, they make it look simple. For the uh, dinosaurs that have four legs, they need two people. And for the dinosaurs with uh, uh, that, that are just on their back legs, uh, they need one person to, yeah. to wear the costume. They have to worry about getting overheated. That was something uh, that we had to be concerned about. And that's one reason we had the second show at Adams, because of the AC. Okay, the crowds this summer at the library. Yeah. Pretty steady? Very good. Very good crowds for every program. We had really positive um, input on all of our community-based programs with uh, different uh, community heroes talking about what they do in the community. And we had Jesse Walker, which was a big, big hit. The kids were so attentive, and, and they asked so many great questions about weather. Mm -hmm. Okay. They probably think he controls it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, he uh, was on vacation, and he came to see us. That's him. That's yeah. him. He, just got to know him. He, that's, yeah. that's him. The uh, other thing is the summer reading program, you mentioned that it gets you kind of Jump started for school now, you know. Yeah, excited about learning. Right, right. Okay, what else this summer that you use the word intrigue a lot? Yeah, I, I guess I like that word. No, no, but but it's a good word because it has a very positive meaning. Yeah, I mean, spark an interest. Yeah, uh, makes you want to learn more. You know, to dig deeper into other layers. Yeah. But it's, you yeah. got to be careful that you don't, you don't go too deep with this because some kids, if they're having a hard time understanding words, yeah. they're probably not enjoying reading that book. No, no. It has to be at their reading level, something that they can understand. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All and right. So we, that's, what we, that's our job, you know, to match people with, uh, with the, their reading level books. Okay, all right. Yeah. So when is it pretty much wrapped up for the summer now? Or Yeah, uh, July 31st is when we'll do our drawing. Because, uh, people get, they've been getting prizes, lots of wonderful new books all summer long uh, for meeting reading goals. But uh, for every um, reading goal that they meet, they get to put a, a, a ticket into a drawing for a prize. We've got some wonderful prizes. So for adults and children, we'll do big prize drawings uh, on Monday. That sounds fun. And then we'll call people and let them know if they won. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like fun. It really does. And that's what you try to do is make it fun. Yeah, that's learning is fun. Reading is fun. We'd like to spread the, the love of reading. Okay. Um, have you already started thinking about next summer what you'd like to do? or? Yeah, the theme is already. Uh, see, there's a nationwide board, Collaborative Summer Reading Board, and they establish themes for every year. And next year is adventures in reading, so that okay. we can go anywhere with that. Literally Absolutely. And in 26, the theme is dinosaurs. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> so that's going to be good for this uh, company out of Evansville. No but, kidding. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be a popular thing. Okay. Um, well, we're now getting yeah. ready to get into fall. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have um, a scholar visiting August 7th. 
and his name is Bob Pickering. He's a friend of Judge Osborne's, and uh, Bob Pickering is a professor at the University of Tulsa, and he's written a book about a local Vincennes native who was a witness at the Battle of Little Bighorn. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. My my husband said, "How could you be? They all died." Yeah, really. That's, <laughs> but, that's true. But but there. But he was a wit. He was in the Seventh Cavalry, and he was a witness to the battle. And he this man couldn't read or write, but his daughter uh, recorded his memories with the help of a, a nun at a local Catholic school back in the early 1900s. And this is the second publication of this book of of his memories. Yeah. of this soldier's memories. This Bob Pickering has uh, written a book about this uh, guy's memories. And he's, his uh, grave is right across from the military museum in the cemetery there. You look at, um, the, we, you know, we love history of incense. You know, we, mm-hmm. we live in a historical district, so to speak. Yes. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, though, we, I think we're always learning about the history. And the other thing is yeah. we're finding out uh, histories other places do have an effect on Vincennes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This man carried his papers with him his whole life after the battle, you know, to show that he was really there because he'd start to tell these stories. They'd say, hey, give it up. You know, you, no, nobody, sur- you know, nobody survived that from our side. You know? And he'd go, no, look, here are my papers. And they'd been folded so many times. They were all creased and worn you know where he had unfolded he proved that he was there how old is he well he's gone now i know, but I know. yeah yeah but, i mean um, when he was doing all this yeah was it, i mean as an as an adult you know when he lived here in Vincennes, and i don't know what he did for a living i think bob pickering will tell more uh, tell us more about this gentleman right when he visits here august 7th at six thirty at the library i didn't know if he was Doing all this remembering when he was much older in life? Or, yeah, I think. Or as he went along? Uh, I think of from the time he, you know, the time he was released, you know, from, from service. You know, he, he told these stories. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And this Bob Pickering, in a radio interview that I listened to, uh, said that, you know, he could imagine him going to bars all over Vincennes, you know, telling right. these stories. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not brought that up because a few years ago I had a chance to... Um, uh, talked to somebody who was had a relationship in World War One, and 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 had had information and the way they were treated in World War One yeah. that was a mean war, oh. that was a very disgusting war, which a lot of people don't understand. You know, we that World Vietnam War One, yeah, bad, but World oh, War ter- yeah. well, you know, there's that World War One museum in Kansas City. I've been there. Oh, and, have you? Oh, that's a that's a fabulous museum. Yeah, but I mean, and it shows how horrible you know, it was. And that's the thing is, we're mm-hmm. getting that history on. Yeah, I know somebody's gonna say, "Oh, it's hearsay." No, it's really in contact with people. Yeah, who who, who have they proof. told? Yeah, yeah, they told the stories when mm-hmm, oh, yeah. the ones who survived. Yeah, and so many people in that area of the United States were killed in World War One. They started building that museum before the war was over. Wow. And it's it's really if you ever have an opportunity to go see that it's, re- it's a really what I would call a powerful anti-war statement. Right, right. They don't glorify war there at all. No, but at that museum, mm-hmm. and they have the trenches. You know, they've got these. <laughs> they they show. Um, uh, it looks like actual trenches where they 
they were uh, during World War One. I. I like our little museum, so it's, oh, I do too. I mean, yeah, sure, I do too. But but yeah. again, the history is there, and you know, we we get history from so many different ways, you know. Uh-huh, we but, do. But when somebody hands down stuff for a generation to find, you yeah, know, and then you get it. Make sure it's authentic, and, yeah. And but a lot of it is, and yeah, it brings it to life it all over again. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, yeah. I just thought it was a a piece, a great piece of information that we yeah. learned because, you know, I know I know World War Two and and you know it gets the, it gets the most print, gets the most. It does, and it gets also the most what's taught in school and, yeah. and things. Yeah, because they like to stay away from Vietnam, mm-hmm. they like to stay away from Korea, mm-hmm. and they yeah. like to stay away from World War One. Although they'll mention it, but how that really helped World War Two. So, mm-hmm. I mean... It's yeah, it's fast. kind of under-recognized. Right. That's what the library does, folks. It, it brings <laughs> in conversations like this. and Yeah. You know, and, and I'm so glad you have a section for military. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, military books uh, are always really popular and in demand. Mm-hmm. Which oh. is, people love to, to read about the U.S. military and... Mm-hmm. Military history in general. Right, right. I, mm-hmm. like I said, I grew up in Florida in the elementary school, so I know the Spanish explorers. Oh, yeah. You know, but, and I'm still learning Indiana history at my age. I always ask whether it's you or Joe Heron or whoever yeah. it's on, how are they, they related to this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm learning too. There's always something new to learn. Did you have fourth grade history? In yes, four, I did. In fourth Florida. grade. Fourth uh-huh. grade history. Just exactly. like we had fourth grade history Fourth here. grade history. And it was mostly about, you know, Ponce de Leon and uh-huh. DeSoto and, yeah. and people like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Indians, the Aztecs. I mean, everything that mm-hmm. you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But I, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. You know, and then I get here in Indiana, and I'm in junior high when I came to Indiana, and it's like I'm behind on Indiana history, mm-hmm. but uh, but I'm still behind because I'm still learning. Well, there's always something to learn. Yeah, it's great. So anyway, um, you know, that's why you go to a book sale. That's right. You might find yeah. something that'll spark yes. an interest, but I'm just yeah. I'm just really intrigued by this information that you get from somebody. Yeah, that, it gives us a, a new viewpoint. It does absolutely, uh, and from the from the soldier's view. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm I I I don't want to say I glorify wars, but yeah. I really do like reading about the history of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. So yeah, we can learn a lot from. We can learn a lot, but if you want, it seems like the one war Emily that has all the quote characters is World War Two. Uh-huh. The names. Yeah, you know, the ones we remember. Yeah, the patents. Uh, Montgomery. Yeah. yeah. We, we remember Eisenhower. The, uh, yeah, we remember mm-hmm. those. Yeah. That and, um, but anyway. So anyway, that's getting back to yeah. <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> when is that coming up again? Yeah, that is Monday, August 7th at 6.30. All right, great, great. Mm-hmm. What else is going on in August? Okay, we have... Uh, Speaking of dinosaurs, we're going to follow up our dino invasion with Jurassic Park, uh, a novel by Michael Crichton. That was um, the movie was released thirty years ago. You mm-hmm. may remember that. Yeah. So um, a woman named Caitlin Storms is going to um, discuss that book with us. Yeah. Each month we have a different host who reads the book and then discusses it with um, other readers, and so she's going to discuss this um book 
novel, Jurassic Park. We have multiple copies available at the library. And as you know, that's about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> Good movies. I didn't realize they were yeah. books. Yeah, it was based uh-huh, based on a book. Okay. Book. Yeah, the book came first. Michael Crichton. Yeah. Wrote, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so that's going to happen August 21st at 630. All right. All right. What else? Uh, September 9th. I'll be on here before September 9th, but that's homecoming. Homecoming is early this week. Absolutely. This yeah. So, uh, again, we'll have uh, music on the porch for homecoming. Dennis Stromat and his uh, French Creole band <laughs> will perform on the porch at McGrady Brockman. The homecoming Saturday, September 9th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I'll be talking more about that as we get closer to the date. Yeah. That's always a fun time. It is. It's a busy time, but yeah. it is a fun time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, we have our courtyard opened up now. We have our new fence in place. You know, We had it in place just in time for the dinosaur invasion in June. Uh, and so it's good to be able to see the original Carnegie Library for the first time in 50 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we can see that from the street now. So that's all good. Okay. All right, we have a couple of minutes okay. left. What else would you Well, I'll done? mention book sale. Um, uh, it's going to be happening at the fortnightly, 6th and Seminary Streets until 4 p.m. today. Okay. It's er- the last Friday of every month, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that, except for... November and December, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, they'll have a bonus sale, but usually they end the season in October. October. Okay. So yeah. go on, get some great books at yeah. great prices. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, you know, the other thing you, you mentioned earlier, I really didn't jump on, was book discussions. Yes. Okay. I've, I've never really been to one. Oh, that's... Uh-huh. I mean, is it... But let me ask you something. Is somebody... This can't decide whether to get the book... Should they come to this discussion and hear mm-hmm. people? I know it's uh, you don't want to get get a, secrets away or anything, but whether you just want to listen and see, like, is this a book for me based on? Yeah, yeah. If some people uh, listen to the discussion and decide they want to read the book, okay. You know, instead of reading the book before they come, they they decide they want to. Re- they think mm, I think I want to read this for myself. Yeah. Well, I can guarantee you this: if I read the same book Emily did, we'd, we'd have different opinions. She, of yes, it. we'd have a different experience. Uh, you, know, you know, different vision. Yeah. You know? And that's what's so fun, you know, to get all these different viewpoints. Yeah. That's what's fun about a discussion. How extreme do you want to go with yeah. your books? Okay. <laughs> all right. Again, book sale until what time today? Yeah, until 4 p.m. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, and thank you to everybody who participated in the summer reading program. Yes. I mean, next year seems going to be more exciting. And yeah, we're we're we'll start planning right away for next year. All right. So, well, thanks. Thank you. We'll Ed, see. You. Hope we'll you have a great week. You too. We'll see you next month. Okay. See ya. All righty. Stay tuned. Midday edition is coming up next on WAOV. Welcome back to the morning chat here on WAOV. 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, and 97.3 FM in Washington. We're broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOV Studio. It's that time of year again, school around the corner, and joining us is Franklin Elementary Principal, Melissa Pancake. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. It is around the corner, isn't it? It is. Um, we, I was able to see some of our Franklin Vikings last evening, 
at our PTO's pool party that they had and hosted at Rainbow Beach. So it was a lot of fun and I can't believe how much so many of them have grown. They're taller. Yeah. <laughs> Just in a few weeks. It, it happens. It happens. Uh, summer went fast. It did. I mean, do you get the feeling kids are ready to go back to school? Because I remember when I was a kid, many moons ago, I dreaded going back to school. But I didn't go back to school until after Labor Day. That's how far it was. So. Well, looking at some of their expressions yes, last evening at the party, I think a lot of them are anxious to see their friends and be together again, but yet some of them still have that anxiety of, oh, I have to get up early and go to school. So, hey, we, we get both sides, right? Right. I get it. All right. Well, the one thing is um, when you and I talk a lot uh, about, the, especially the first day of school, whatever, the most anticipated people are the kindergarten parents. Yes. No doubt about it. First time going away from home. A lot of them, they've been at the house all the time. Now they're getting away. And yes, that's a heck of a transition. It's tough. Um, I'm a mom and a grandma, so I get it. It's the one thing I can reassure them. We have amazing kindergarten teachers who are loving and caring and they're going to help make that transition smooth for the kindergarten kids yeah and and how many sessions do you have four sections of kindergarten and are they full day i can't remember they are they've been going full day for several years now yeah, yes um, oh, give us the times <laughs> but to help ease the transition i'll talk about that um first of all school starts august 10th for everyone except our kindergarten uh, students are they enter gradually called it's called staggered start so every kindergarten kid has a staggered start date, and our kindergarten teachers are able to work with very, very small groups. And then um, on Meet the Teacher Night, which is, I think I have that, August 17th, um, kindergarten parents and children come, and that's when they find out who their homeroom teacher is. Okay. So kindergarten's a little different. Um, all grades one through five, they'll start August 10th. Some kindergarten students will start August 10th, but we stagger the start dates for kindergarten. And you find out after you register, which we'll talk about how you do that here in a few minutes. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, interesting. As that I, you know, that's. That's different. It is. I did not realize you did that. It helps us get to know them um, instead of having all, you know, 80-some kindergarten students all on the same day. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice transition. You know, we hear the word anxiety a lot. Mm -hmm. And to me, there's no more anxiety than a parent of a kindergartner. Yes. I mean, because, <laughs> excuse me, there's a lot, a change they're not used to. Yes. And, you know, the first three weeks... <laughs> The kindergarten children, they're tired. Mm -hmm. So we try to ease them into it, and it doesn't take long. But you know what? And this is what amazes me, Melissa. The kindergarten that I went to, the kindergarten that you went to, is not the kindergarten of today. Not anymore. Not close. Not even close. And, I mean, that's the value of getting kids ready to go to kindergarten. That's why, you know, you... you you emphasize, man, get them in preschool. Mm -hmm. But there are those who just don't do that step, do they? Right. And we are very fortunate. Um, the majority of our incoming kindergarten students do have that preschool experience, and I highly recommend that, of course. Um, so that helps prepare them. All right. So the kindergartners will be, kindergartners will be staggered. Mm -hmm. Okay. But by the 17th, They'll all be Vikings all the time. Yep, they come 5.30 p.m. on August 17th, and um, 
they'll bring their school supplies that day and parents will meet their homeroom teachers. What expectations do you tell parents when you have kindergartners? Because you know what, and, I, and I'm as guilty as anybody in this, you know, if I find out that a, a little one in my kid's class is reading at a second grade level, why isn't my kid reading that way? Or I know kids pick up things at different speeds. I assure them, don't worry about that stuff. You know, the main focus right now would be simply on some of those independent skills like opening packages, for, um, things they have to open for lunch, milk cartons, things like that, and um, restrooming, just being independent and doing some of those things. I would just say, don't worry about the academics. Leave that to the teachers right now. And if there's something that the teacher feels they need to work on, she'll communicate that with the parents. and. Just those independent skills yeah. right now. Now, there are some parents that say, okay, go get them. We'll, we'll pick you up after school or whatever. <laughs> I mean, and then the kids are probably saying, see you later and go. I mean, there are some of just the transition so simple. Yeah. But there are those who will be a little nervous, mm -hmm. a little scared. Yes. And we're fortunate to have social worker, Mrs. Lindsay, and our counselor, Mrs. Martin, um, our special education teacher, Mrs. Jessica Lindsay, is also at the door. And so we have several staff members greeting them and helping them get to where they need to go. We have fifth graders um, helping those first few weeks get uh, kindergarten students to classes. So I can assure them they're, they're going to have help. Okay. The other anxiety, and this is kind of an early anxiety, would be for fifth graders. Mm -hmm. Knowing this will be the last year at the school. It is. Okay. It is. And I mean, the anxiety is, uh oh, next year I'm going to the big school. I'm going to Clark Middle School. Mm -hmm. But but I, at the same time, I'm going to be leaving my friends here at this school. Well, no, you're not. If you're going to Clark, you'll have friends there. But Absolutely. But just there's something about being at your home, your own home elementary school, though. It's They've been going a lot of years. I think they have fun their fifth grade year. They get to do some special things. Um, so we'll try to, you know, hone in that anxiety for a while. I know I, I ask you this every year and I'm going to ask you once again, you set goals for you and the school or? Mm -hmm. We do. Um, we, we set um, academic goals. When the students first start, we'll start our beginning of year testing. And once we get those results in, uh, the teachers and I will kind of analyze that data and then we'll set school academic goals for the year. Okay. Now, there is an opportunity to be a teacher at your school, right? There is. There is. I'm hiring a fourth grade math teacher right now. So if, um, if you've ever thought about being a teacher and have a bachelor's degree, we can get you in on a transition to teaching program. Uh, if, you know, some people realize they don't. They want to change careers or whatever so just call me 812-882-6081 and i can help you through that process but wow there we're you go we're taking applications okay that'd be a cool gig to have math yeah. yes at that level yes our fourth grade um students transition from class to class so this position would teach three sections of math so what grades do that um, honestly, we have students in grades two now doing that and to a smaller degree, um, all the way up to grade five. See, I think that is so good. I know it used to be that when I was in school, you didn't get that until you went to middle school or mm -hmm. junior high. I mean, you had the same teacher in, high, in elementary. But now I think this gives kids a chance to, you know, maybe 
none, maybe you're one of my teachers and I just miss you know, pancakes, just not hitting it, mm-hmm. you know, on this one. But I go next door and Mr. Johnson is there. It's like, oh man, he's cool. I learned everything, you know. You get an idea of the difference in teachers. Yes, and you know it allows our teachers to specialize in content areas, um, and it allows students to get up and move around. Mm-hmm. Uh, get another opportunity to do that. So anytime, you know, we're competing with the technology and everything like that. So it's it works. But you're lucky. You get the best of all the worlds. We do. <laughs> we certainly do. All right. So I mentioned goals. I mean, is a goal numbers or is it a goal for just seeing progress or wherever a student starts we want them to grow academically socially emotionally so that's where we start wherever they are um it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be the same level at the end of the year but we just want children to grow and the other thing is more than i think is covid really put us behind mm-hmm. i've asked you don't know how many educators i talked to agree that we're, we're getting there. We're getting back to where it was. Would you agree to that? I, I would. Um, you know, even it, it showed us how important early childhood education is um, during that time. But we, we are making gains. So we can be positive about that, that we're seeing growth in students. I know you see it probably. It's your school too, but... It's interesting to talk to teachers and administrators about cell phones mm-hmm. in the building. Yep. What are the rules? You know, and, I mean, do you have rules for that? In elementary, we have students bring their cell phones, but they turn them off and leave them in their backpacks in their lockers. So they're not out and about throughout the school day. Okay. All right. That's a, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's fair. But do you have a lot of kids who have cell phones at that age? We have our upper grades, yes, because, you know, students after school are going here, there, and everywhere so parents can keep track of them. It's not a huge problem in the elementary schools um, just because we're, if they do switch classes, it's just right across the hall. Right. So they have a homeroom and, and everything stays in that homeroom. Gotcha. All right. What else is going on? Okay, new this year. We have a new class. And it's a new special class. It's a design and innovation studio, and it's going to allow us to offer more um, STEM class uh, coursework. Um, we, we've always had Project Lead the Way for several years now, and that's where um, students worked on those computer science skills. Um, we had one module per semester. This is gonna open up for every student, K through five, to have a 30-minute weekly period Miss um, Kira Jolly is going to teach that class at Franklin, and it's really going to be exciting. They're going to have um, hands-on um, technology to create it, it and work together. So it's really going to help prepare them for for work. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Like Craig Battles taught it in the summertime at mm-hmm. you know STEM classes, yes. you know, which is above my pay grade. Just boom, but. Uh, um, we, we have new equipment, um, 3D printers, some little robots. I mean, it's really going to be fun for the, for the students. Okay, yeah. Just, uh, you know, hands-on. It is. I mean, that's, that's what does it. Let me see. Our theme this year is Franklin Vikings Eclipsing Expectations. <laughs> we have to get that solar eclipse in, right? It's yep. going to be in April. Um, 
And then I'd like to talk about registration. Sure. Okay, the link for registration is going to open online this coming Monday. And um, parents will complete several forms, and they will do this through PowerSchool. Now, obviously, we're going to post links, um, but if they have any trouble, our building will still be open on August 1st from 11 to 1 or from 3.30 to 5.30, and we can help them register, but otherwise, they'll just have um, online registration, and once they complete all of those forms, they can see who the homeroom teacher is. Okay. All right. Do you like doing this way? Is it? It's new, and we're super excited well, because you don't have to write the child's name on 50 forms. That yeah, but <laughs> I'm you, exaggerating, but, but, but it's a that, lot. And then when you get kids coming in, though, mm-hmm. I know you used to get excited about that. Yes. You know, but now it's online. Uh-huh. They can still come on August 1st because we're going to do car tags and just oh, some, you know, okay, if they okay. want to reg- enroll to the after-school daycare program, they can come in on August 1st. So. You know, they can still come in on August 1st. We'd love to answer questions, and they can tour the building if, if they desire. Okay. Wow. I, that's cool. You know what? You guys are making it so easy. I hope so. No, I'm seriously. This is so easy. I hope the, I, I, I hope parents find, I think they will, because there were so many forms to fill out. And huge... Um, Thanks to our technology department for getting that all set up for us. Mr. Jones and his team. Mm-hmm. All right. Great, great. Um, what else would you like to talk about? I know there's other things. I'm just not. Okay, save the date. Franklin Chili Supper's November 4th. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back to talk about that. Um, but otherwise, just please know we are super excited at Franklin. The teachers have been in setting up classrooms. The custodians have the floors shining. We are super excited once again to open the school uh, for another school year. And this will be my 10th year at Franklin. No. Yes. Yes. It's I'm just, excited. It's just like yesterday you were at the middle school. Yes. That, 10 year? Tenth start oh. the start of my tenth year. All right, then we gotta have a celebration. Then <laughs> you know, good job. I didn't realize ten years. Yeah. Wow, we've been talking that long, huh? I know. <laughs> wow, time flies. It does it when does. you're having fun. Okay. Uh, one of the things I know that a lot of parents ask, and you probably get it too, uh, dress codes for school. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is what you can and can't do, what you prefer and not prefer. What do you tell parents? We have a dress code in our student handbook. I, off the top of my head, I can't list every everything, but it's pretty co- like common. It, there's nothing really different about it. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's really changed from previous years. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I think they they talk about that a little bit more in the high school and middle school, probably okay. having some people push the buttons there. But oh, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, it's it's not a huge issue in okay. elementary. Well, again, if you have a, a new student going to school and you're not sure, there's those little things that we take for granted. Yes. You know, parents don't know. Yeah. You know what? Parents probably, I know when I, my and my kids going to school, I was like, okay, that was when they had half days, is how they're going from school to the Y. If you're, I mean, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need to know. Yes. Yes, I encourage parents to read the student handbook. That will be posted online, and all those little things are in there. Wow, wow. So nothing else is different this year, though? No. No. 
I mean, you got parents practically a new building. So. Oh, it is, it is so nice. I, I still am just in awe and feel very fortunate that we get to have school in such a nice building. Okay, one more segment, then we're going to wrap it up. Why don't you brag on your teachers? Teachers are wonderful. I'm telling you, it takes a village, and we have a great village. They are amazing. They've been in. Um, we're all meeting Monday night just to get together and talk. It's it, it's a great place to be. I know a lot of your teachers. I know a lot of them, and uh, they are. They're all good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, but again, I think sometimes that we don't blow our own horn, especially a professional like it's hard to get teachers. It is. I mean, you know what? But man, when we get them, we, should, we need to appreciate them. Yes, they they really work hard, and they they take they you know their parents too many of them, and they have a sense of pride in in what they do, and always trying to be better, so it's not stagnant. You know. What are the dates for standardized tests? You know, the first date is it um, in the let's fall? See. Is it in the fall? It's in the spring. All spring. Okay. Yes. All right. More we have early. a while. Oh, yeah. good. Good. I was thinking for some reason it might be in the fall, but I know. They used to be. Okay. But they're in the spring now. I hate them. I'm sorry. Personal opinion. So, I mean, personal. I agree. I understand. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I think it takes the creativity out of teaching. And I think it's just so, no. I'll keep my mouth shut okay. then. Okay. Because I, I, I think teachers, you know, are, are great. And that's why I let them do that. Mm-hmm. You know what? They can tell if your student is moving. I mean, if the child is developing or not. Absolutely. Because, man, I know that if you're sick the day before or what, or have a restless or something personal in your life, those, it'll reflect on those tests. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, our teachers know their students, and, mm-hmm. and they take pride in that. Right, right. You are excited about this, aren't I you? Am. I mean, I am. okay. Well, anyway, uh, again, happy belated birthday. Thank you. I won't mention how old you are, but... Hey, I, I'm not one of those. I, I don't care. You can say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm not going to say it. I will say this. You know, you said you've been coming on this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that means you started at Franklin at 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Always a pleasure, Melissa. Have, Thank you. Have a great school year. And I guess you're right. Next time we'll talk about chili supper. Yes. All, yes. all right. Take care. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned. More in the morning chat coming up on WAOV.